Hello, welcome to Step Up Nigeria's podcast. Our podcast is an initiative built to create awareness of governance issues that highlight the cost of corruption and its impact on service delivery. It is also aimed at promoting values that will help build a society with people of integrity and provide solutions to service delivery challenges faced by everyday Nigerians. I'm Vanessa Emadi and I'm your host. In this episode, we explore an innovative solution to address the problem of miracle educational centers and promote academic integrity in Nigeria's education system. We also delve into the intriguing story of Misoma Ejikeme, a 2023 UCME candidate who became embroiled in a scandal surrounding her alleged forgery of examination results in Anambra State, Nigeria. UTME is short for Unified Tertiary Matriculation Examination, which is written by candidates who want to apply for further education in tertiary institutions. We explore the events that unfolded after Misoma claimed to have scored an astonishing 362 marks in the UTME, subsequently earning a prestigious 3 million naira scholarship. The controversy erupted when Misoma insisted on an official recognition from the Joint Admissions and Matriculation Board, short for JAM, as the highest scorer in the exam. The Anambra State Government initiated an investigation and established an eight-member inquiry committee to ascertain the truth behind the allegations. Surprisingly, Misoma admitted during a television interview that she had received a text message from JAM stating that she had scored 249. Step Up Nigeria launched an integrity certification program to tackle the prevalence of exam practice and unethical practices within schools. We will discuss the details of Step Up's integrity certification program, which incentivizes schools to adopt measures that promote honesty, fairness, and integrity among students and staff. Through this program, schools are evaluated based on specific criteria related to ethical conduct, exam administration, curriculum quality, and the overall learning environment. Those schools that meet the standards are integrity certified, signifying their commitment to maintaining high ethical standards in education. By highlighting the significance of StepUp's initiative, we discuss how the integrity certification program can help create a culture of integrity within schools. We explore the potential benefits of such a program, including fostering a sense of responsibility among students, enhancing the credibility of academic qualifications, and ultimately improving the overall quality of education. Moreover, we examine the role of stakeholders, including government bodies, educational institutions, and the community in supporting and promoting the integrity certification program. We discuss the potential challenges and opportunities associated with implementing such a program on a larger scale and the long-term impact it can have on curbing exam malpractice and preserving the integrity of Nigeria's education system. So join us as we dive into StepUp's integrity certification program and explore how it aims to address the issue of miracle educational centers. Through thought-provoking discussions, we shed light on the potential of such initiatives to transform the educational landscape, instill values of integrity, and shape a brighter future for students in Nigeria.
With me to discuss this are two education stakeholders. One is a school owner whose school was recently awarded a certificate of integrity by Step Up Nigeria. She has also been nominated for two prestigious awards by Step Up Nigeria, a teacher anti-corruption star back in 2021 and a special dedication award in 2022. Ma, it's a pleasure to have you here. Please introduce yourself. Thank you very much. My name is Nduku Busayo Messi, the proprietress of Winners Trail School at Good Luck, Alakpere, K2 Lagos. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ma. And our second guest is a guidance counsellor at the Lagos State Ministry of Education and the Deputy Director of Government College Lagos. He has also served as the Director of Education at a public secondary school in Apapa, Lagos. In 2021, he received Step Up Nigeria's Special Recognition Award for his efforts in championing integrity within schools. It's an honor to have you here, sir. Please introduce yourself. My name is Abodunri Uni, a retired director, Lagos State Ministry of Education. At a point in time, a principal Apapa Senior High School and also, like um, to said, an award from uh, Step Up Nigeria, as far as education quality is concerned and integrity is concerned. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. It's a pleasure to have you here. Let's get right into it. Let me start with you, Ma. What is your perspective on the alleged case of forged results involving Misoma, as well as the ensuing saga that unfolded between Misoma drum officials and the Anambra state government? Thank you. When I heard about the case of Metioma, I was hard, it was really heartbreaking because uh, happening in our own time, you know, we've had a lot of cases before of people uh, having forged their result, their certificate, and all the rest. I just want to cite about two examples before I actually say my view about this issue when it came up. Now, when it was in 1999, there was this young man that actually was trying to seek a political post. And uh, he went ahead, forged a certificate from Toronto, and eventually when they discovered that that certificate was fake, by investigating, send message to the place. We discovered that even the year he picked, that school was founded in 1827. The course is not even being offered at all in that school. And they denied that certificate. And it was clear. The issue in 1999 with this man, uh, I mean in uh, 2016, did not mean like. No, they said he didn't have that certificate. He didn't finish at ABU. They went to the school. It was confirmed that the guy actually finished in that school. So these two scenarios, you can see, one didn't go there at all, one actually went there, but the organization that were involved were allowed to confirm and the actual thing was carried out. But in the case of Messi Omar, even though the first one that I cited, that particular one, when the case was taken to the court, eventually he agreed and then the case was closed. The issue of the denominator too was handled and then it was justified. But in case of Mercy Oma, when the case came up, you know, the, the lady, I don't know, I guess there are some people behind her that were actually mobilizing her. She went ahead and did a video. In fact, when I watched the video, I was almost shedding tears. Because I felt that why should they traumatize this girl? Would it be true? We were just in between the confusion of who is saying the right thing, who is wrong, before eventually the whole thing was settled. 
and it was discovered that this girl was lying. It is heartbreaking because this thing has been on in our society. It's not today. Why this girl was like a scapegoat now was because she claimed to be the highest scorer. If you go in there and check so many certificates, you will discover that so many of them were from Oluyo, they at Eko Market, where they will print and put name on certificates, and people will tender it in so many organizations, and you see a lot of fraud. So the thing has been a kind of norm that is in the society. It's like a canker worm. It has been there. And I don't really know who advised that girl to go ahead and do such evil. No, I heard that she was trying to commit suicide, and then they had to go ahead and try to give her some counseling and guide her. But the thing was really heartbreaking, because seeing young ones, 19 years old child, how old is she, that she will now decide to go and do such a... Even when the father heard of it, thank God we still discuss about parents. She have been able to call her home, speak to her before it became a kind of news that makes people to cry it was really heartbreaking i can't I, I was really not happy about the issue uh, i thank god eventually jam was able to confirm and then she owe up to the to the lie she did and how she did it and everything in fact i i at a point i don't want to keep following the story it's heartbreaking but i really didn't like it from what we could see online, when she initially came out with the results, she got a scholarship from the Anambra State Government and also 3 million Naira scholarship from Innocent. So one ponders, could it be the reward that she was after? What was the drive behind it? Uh, you see, if you look into the old system, I strongly believe that values has eroded. We have eroded values in this country. As far as education is concerned, I will say that it's because basically there was no value. Now, it's true there is a monetary attached. It's true there is a, um, other incentive vis-a-vis the scholarship. But you see, the bottom line is that from the onset, we have lost that value. And that was why you see many people going all out to get things at all costs. If you build a house with a moth, that house will, will, will collapse. And that's the system we are running in this country now, in this country. I remember years back as well, when, uh, like me, people of my age were still in, were in secondary school. There were values then. There were hard, people were ready to work hard. And people were, I mean, that the system was also ready to, to encourage those who work harder. But unfortunately, we've lost that value now. And everybody is like, I must have it at all costs. And that is, I think, what makes Mesoma to go ahead and get all this stuff done. Even for the father, the father was saying that my child reads a lot. She's this, she's that. He was talking with a boldness. But unfortunately, when the whole, the whole truth was revealed, I mean, he swallowed his words. And you see, it also boils down to the fact that we celebrate paper-oriented uh, achievements vis-a-vis certificates, and whereas we leave competency aside. She actually shared her dream, which was to either study medicine or to study pharmacy. But it will surprise you to know that Ms. Omao is not the only person who had 
issue with forged results. We also have the case of a boy from Kaduna State. He went online, he got a result of 380, and then he told his family that JAM refused to acknowledge him as well, and they went to JAM office. It was at the JAM office that they discovered that he did not even register in the first place. Neither did he sit for the <laughs> neither did he sit for the exam. So now, considering the prevalence of exam practice, could you share some specific measures that Misoma School or other educational institutions can implement to prevent and deter exam practice among students? I will start with Mrs. Unduku. Please go ahead. Thank you very much. To be specific, I feel that we should have uh, a guided rules and policies in our schools. Because where there is no law, there is no sin, as they will say. So I think we need specific guided rules from the roots, from the primary, nursery, and up to secondary school like that. We should have, if this is done, because all this one they are saying now, is jam that decided that, okay, we'll ban this girl for three years. We'll do this, we'll do that. But there should be, a, it's not until when such event happens that we now decide what to do. There should be a guided rules and policies. There should be proper tutoring so that we can know that these children are well guided in our schools. They will tell them what it means. If you do this, this will be what will happen. If they don't know the consequences of what they are doing, like I do tell my children, my own biological children, they know that if you do that and later discover that result becomes void, it's not your certificate. I remember one of my daughter was writing work one year in a center and they were copying. Then they told her that she should copy. They started calling her names. Or they, you are not joining them. And all the rest, I've been told not to do that. And she decided to, to stand out in that center. And behold, when the results came, she cleared all her results and made it. Those that were even calling her names now discovered that she was able to do it by herself. I think we teachers should also make sure that we have a, a proper tutorial to let them know. We should let them know the consequences of these things. So when they have been enumerated, sometimes we can even make it a kind of chart where children read it as they read their creed and normal. They know that this thing is wrong. Like we do in our schools here, and the HR courts will surely be dealt with. So we should try as much as possible to let them know that if they do that, it is very bad. Because exam practice is a, is a terrible thing. We should be strict when they are writing even internal exams. Because if children can be guided while they are in school. I think when they get outside there, they already have those norms in them. They already know that these things, I should not get involved in them. So this will help them and we guide them appropriately. So I think there is time that the schools, the organizations, be it JAM, be it WAEC, be it anything, there should be a specific consequences if you do this. Because even now, there are so many that have done it before. <laughs> there are still some that are still fighting the cases of forgery, and yet we are yet to know the end of it as we speak. So if there are specific consequences for what you do, then I feel that maybe more caution will uh, be taken, either by schools, by parents, by teachers, and whosoever is involved in perpetrating this evil. So that is my take about that. Thank you. Thank you so much, ma'am. Indeed, like you mentioned, Ms. Omar was banned for three years by JAM, and also Anambra State Government 
prescribed a psychological examination for her. But is that enough to deter exam practice? Let me hear from you, sir. Thank you so much. See, the, what the government has done, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, as an Ambra state government, is just uh, an immediate measure. You know, maybe if, you, if only you can just deal with Ms. Oman's case, maybe others can learn. I think, I want to believe that is why. At a point in time, there was a decree in this country on exam practice. I think 21 years jail is still there. But this law has never caught anybody. And the way, that's the way the God wired us. God wired us to be excellent, beautiful, wonderful. But the way we wired ourselves through uh, eroded culture, we have been into this thing. So I want to strongly believe if government can overhaul this, revisit this, at least, at least get one, one person. I think you serve as a deterrent to others. Remember also when General, General Buhari and Idi Agbo as well, when this issue of drug was starting newly in Nigeria, and they had to execute, I think, three people. They were executed publicly for drug offense. That period, it goes down. I'm not saying there should be a capital punishment. No, 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 no. But at least there should be a kind of a deterrent. But really... We should go back to the basis. If only we can get the values right, things can be okay. Now, how do I mean? Now, in all our schools now, if we can just ensure right from the day one in school, point of entry, like it can be maybe orientation day, then the, 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 the value system of the school should be made known to them from the one. It should be printed boldly because the Bible says that let those who write the vision write it down. Eh? Those who read, they can understand and run with it. If it is boldly written in the head teacher's office, for example, in this school, these and these and these are our values. You put it there. Notice board on the corridor, these and these and these are our values. In the staff room, these are this, and so on like that. So if we have something like that, then as the learners are passing by, moving by on a daily basis, and on and on, and they're exposed to this, they will understand. Let me give a good example as well here. Sometimes ago, I took my daughter to Mayflower, Ikene, for an entrance exams into JS1, I think some years back. So the girl is now... I married now. I took her down to that school. Now, the principal of the school addressed all parents that day. And she said that in this school, I, that is one thing that I will never forget what I want to say. Now, she said many things. She said, in this school, we eat beans a lot. In the morning, it is beans. No time, beans night beans. So if you know that your child cannot cope with that, you are free to take your child out of the school from, the, from here. Then I now asked a question that day. I said, sorry, my quite appreciate the fact that you eat beans a lot, but why did you decide to, to eat beans continually? And she said, well, one thing people don't realize is that nutritionally, beans is good for the body. 
In fact, it also affects mental development. You know, because we get protein from beans and things like that. And because they also need energy. And I said, okay, that is good. As, as such, I said, well, girl, you are good to go. You eat beans every day. So that when you come back home, you also continue to eat beans. I want that brain to develop. That's one value in that school. Aside from that, she also said that in this school, they would be exposed to different vocational skills. Their value, their value is not on dressing. I'm saying it and I'm saying it because I know now. I mean, I know, I know this is changing, but those who graduated from that school, man or woman, because I'm, I know a lot of them, they, don't, they lack dressing senses. They cannot dress very well. Seriously, seriously. Why? Because, because they will tell you that I don't care what you put on to the, to the example to the classrooms. Their uniform is apron-like apron type. They just tie it together by the side with a very big, bogus shorts. You can put on slippers. Nobody cares. That is their value. Now, they now play, place premium on academic excellence. They place premium on vocational skill development. That's why till today, anyway, when we are what to believe till today, anyway, any graduate from Mayfly can stand out in all things. Because why? The value of the school really, really, really passes through them. So if the school system, in our school system today, we can embrace a very good value where we are not competing with each other, but we are complementing the work of God. The work of God is that being that is that has been given to us. Let's complement it and bring the best out of that work of God. But not that we are competing with ourselves that uh, one school is doing this, this school, let me also do this. Each school has its own specific role to play. Aside from the fact that we have um, the same curriculum in terms of you know, academic stuff, but we still have why that school was in existence. Let's identify it and build up on that. Then your school, our schools will be noted. In that school, this is it. Even though they say exam and practice, we still have some schools today that if they want to do it, we want to write exams, sit for any exam, be it public, be it internal exams, the sitting distance, it will, it, you, you, you'd be so, so, so surprised that we still have that. To the extent that if a pin drops, everybody will hear. It's because of the value that we told them from the beginning. They've developed that together. So we, if only we can do that, then our schools, our schools will also go a long way. However, Madam mentioned teachers. Yes, good. Our teachers played a vital role because they are the ones that will implement even the value system we are talking about. The head teacher, Madam, cannot be in our office, go to this class, go to that class, and say that, have you done this? No, 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 no. He's the teacher. Oh, let's not forget, before I mention teachers, the good guidance counselors should also be in place in our schools. These are the ones that begin to model them, begin to build them up, guide them, counsel them. The moment you see some traces of maybe this kind of a behavior, you, need, you, you stop it immediately. So with the need for good, I mean, good guidance counselor in schools, plays place a prominent role. Now, back to the teachers now. Now, the teachers are there. Now, the teachers also need to be guided because the question is, what was the motive of this teacher at the point of coming into this school? 
Is he coming in to add value to us? Or is he coming in on his own self-interest? Something like that. If it is money, whatever, then it becomes a self-interest something. Those are the people that engages in something like that. So the teachers also should continually have what I refer to, that regular seminar in the schools that is focused on why that school is in existence. If they know that they cannot fit into, into it, along the line, they would have shown. Then keep them a way out, show them a way, way out, and that's it. I know Lagos State government, under the administration of Mr. Babajide Sonwolu, is doing wonderfully well now. I mean, kudos to the government. I need to appreciate that. Why? Government is rewarding excellent performance now among teachers. For now, we have the teachers that were given cars for being a very, you know, outstanding teacher. Not one, not two, maybe in a year, about five or six together. Something like that. So this reward system, if a teacher, if a teacher knows that, oh, in this system that I'm in, I have a brighter tomorrow. I have a good future. Then that teacher will put in all. But if he knows that, well, maybe it is still two by two salary that you are receiving. Two by two salary, two by two salary. Some people are still craving for it. They still want it. And no, anyway, it's no more two by two anyway. Unlike when, we, when like people, person like me started, when it was whatever. But today, good something. So what I'm saying in essence is that a reward system should be in place, both at government level, whichever level, in as much it has to do with education. So if schools know that, ah, if teachers know that my principal or my uh, my PS or my uh, proprietor or my proprietress will recognize what I am doing. I think because nobody, because if we, if, 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 if we mess up now, our mistake of yesterday is what is manifesting in Mesoma today. If you mess up today, we meet you tomorrow. You never can tell. Maybe the person that ought to have been a very good somebody tomorrow will have messed it up now because of selfish interest, because the system is not whatever, because we are not doing whatever. Then we meet that, that person, person tomorrow. And what if, if we meet it to meet the person tomorrow, what becomes of it? It becomes a very big issue. This thing is so, it's, it's so painful to me. You see, well, at times when I just sit down and flash back, look at where we are, what will be tomorrow? Ah, I say, well, God will help us in this country. Thank you, sir. You have started us on my third question. And I like the fact that you mentioned different stakeholders from teachers. Their roles are really essential in the lives of children. You mentioned the guidance counselor, school owners, and other factors involved. But I want you to lay emphasis, really. They are awarding teachers for excellence in Lagos State. But what is the criteria that they're using in awarding teachers? So is it based on like values? Can we know more about this? Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. You see, in every system, there are criterias. In every system. Either if it's a rewarding system or punitive system, there are criteria that you, that you, that you pass through to meet that punishment or to meet that, oh, wow, good of you. Now, in Lagos State, as we speak now, all the teachers, of, let me say schools now, because when I talk of school, I'm talking about teachers now. The schools have been empowered with the vision. What was the vision? The vision of the governor. How education will drive the new Lagos government is talking about. And that alone means that every school in that need to go back and begin to cascade this onto the teachers, 
begin to open it the more in our little setup. How do we do it? How do we get this to done? And that is where performance is rewarded. Excellent performance is rewarded. Where teaching and learning is improved. Where the, the learners are able to stand out and compete with each other. You know, remember uh, Mesoma in our so they said she's so wonderful, she's good. Oh, I'm not contesting that. But you see, outside Mesoma school, Yoruba in the Yoruba palace, they say something that that is the head of the women group in Ibadan. Pardon me, please. Is is a is a floor member when he gets to Lagos. So that's exactly the way it is with her. So in Lagos State, schools are coming up with such a thing. Now, at the end of the day, the government will, will ask for presentation, something to show for, to showcase who you are as an individual now, not as a school, as a, as a teacher in the school. So you, you, pack, you package everything that you have together, present it, a body will look at it, verify it, see to it, maybe it is okay or not. If needs be, they will visit your school. If needs be, they will interview your students. They will have to interview them without you even knowing. They will come in and just go into the class. It is done like that. It is until when the teacher knows that they want to ask, ask of me from my student, they begin to go there and prepare. No, 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 no. They will get there when you least expect. Go into the class, who is this person? How is this person? How is this? They'll be able to gather all this information and all this put together will make them to form their opinion either you are doing it right or not. Don't fully aware that they also look at how you drive that teaching technologically using ICT to power your teaching. Because a student that, that's not relevant when it comes to ICT today, where well, God will help that student and the school. So these are some of the criteria. Even Microsoft also was into that because I know I've also been in, into that with Microsoft at the point in time when I was there. So Microsoft will also do that to, our, to award teachers. And it's still on till today. What even, what even catch me or was driving me when I was in service was the kind of exposure was the kind of opportunities that I open to teachers. By the time when I was living, some of my teachers, they are still there exploring that, those avenues today. It's because they know, and as such, they will put in all they have. So that's, that's some of the, some of the um, um, criteria government is using to you know, reward excellent teachers. I think uh, late last year, was it late last year, middle of last year, cars were given as well today, brand new cars. And for government to invest such in teachers, it means government is expecting a, 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 a good result. And that's a reward system. One thing I know, I strongly believe is that if I know that I will be rewarded, I will discourage all these vices. Because the moment they, I know that they, 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 if, they, if, I, if I encourage this, this, pro, this issue, and along the line I was caught, I know it will also speak against me. And I know Everybody is on his own when it comes to things like this. Thank you so much, sir. So Mr. Oni has spoken on the part of teachers, and we know that building a culture of integrity requires the collective efforts of various stakeholders. So Ms. Unduku, what role do you think government bodies and educational institutions, what role can they actively take in addressing exam practice? Charity begins at home. So I believe that all these things we are saying, it's not only educators that are involved. Molding a life, molding a child starts from home. Because I was happy when a step up came up with parents aspect of it. 
and uh, on the platform they can share things that will make parents to stand out for their children because even if you see some of these malpractices and evil and atrocity today is being encouraged by some parents some parents will not allow their children to write exam in ordinary center they said there's what they call special center there's what they call uh, uh, i don't know the different names I, I don't even want to know the name when parents are ready to buy results they are ready to do anything at all costs to make sure that their children have high scores there will be a problem i was told of a particular child at social some time ago that they are very religious the father happens to be a pastor and was telling the girl to go into my practice the girl had to tell her that that's not the ethics you teach us why should i do that the child was able to stand out because the child knows that the parents were trying to force her to do it. So charity begins at home. To parents, we should let them know that it doesn't pay. We should en encourage them during PTA meetings, when we meet with them on uh, our platform, parent platform. We should let them know to help us with these children. Because as we are telling the children in school, as we are speaking to them, they also at home are discouraging this uh, act. It will help our educational system. And not only that, if our teachers should know that hard work pays, because sometimes they don't teach them well. That's why they encourage to go and be downloading the answer to them in the exam hall. But a child that has been well taught, you know already you have built that child, you have built confidence into that child. The child is able to go there, face any exam, and is able to do it. Sometimes I even encourage children to go out for competitions, exam competitions, and a lot of it. For some people, we just hold them because they feel that if they don't come forth, it's not only coming forth, like Daddy said. It's not issue of saying the best, the best, the best, and they are only awarding academic excellency, and they are not looking at some other aspects. The child is able to stand and be confident of whatever the child is able to do. So we should make sure that teachers inculcate into these children and make sure that they have confidence, teach them well, and make them to face the exam. Don't assist them, even when they come to internal exam. Talk less when you take them outside to write other exams. We should let them know that. Then the government body should stand out. Because like the issues we have in our country at hand now, the jamba has come out and declared that girl that she's not the highest scorer. They've been able to confirm, and everybody is at peace. Because initially there was confusion here and there. Could it be true? Is it not true? And all the rest. And people were just confused. They should be able to stand out right. Not that they will not come out and say they are still probing it. They are checking it. There is no way. A child will finish in a school. You don't know this child finished here. You should stand out. If the child, like the one they said, did not have a, a result from a NYC. And he's claiming and he's suing NYC. The NYC say, I, I am not the one that gave you this certificate. Is he going to court to go and sue NYC that, yes, you gave me this certificate? Can you see con confusion everywhere? I think all these bodies should stand their ground. They should know that, okay, this and this are our rules and regulations. And even when parents are bringing in children into school, I think we should make them to sign, to have an undertaking so that in case anything happens, that has to do with malpractice or things that does not glorify God in our establishment. These and these are things that will happen. Like the issue of beans that Daddy was uh, referring to when he was speaking. You see, when you have your ethics and it's already spelled out at the point of entrance, they will know what you stand for. 
and the children also will be made to know that this is what this school stands for. And every other organization that is supposed to stand for, uh, I mean, truth, and uh, all this thing to discourage malpractice, also take their stand. Not that they will go ahead and uh, some people will be dancing to the tunes of malpractice, and then a lot of things will be happening underground. So there should be a strong disciplinary action that should be well spread out, both to parents, to teachers, to any organization that is handling the lives of these young ones. Because I believe that we are molding lives. And whatsoever we produce, once we garbage in there, will be what we come out from there. So all organizations should be on their toes. And truth should always stand out in every kind of uh, searching or investigation that is being done in this issue. Apart from my Thomas case now, if they should go and be checking some results out there, you will discover that it's more than what we are seeing. Let them go and scan that IQ something. You will see that so many fake results are flying here and there. It's because she's the scapegoat we are seeing now, but we have them all there. But if everybody, all organizations, schools, proprietors, some schools, we even, I remember when my husband, there's a school he joined when we newly came to Lagos, and he will be their principal, but because he hates my practice. They denied him. They didn't make him the principal. They told him to go in there and help them. He said, I have taught the children. I am not going in to teach them again. Let them like what they know. Because of that, they, they don't want him in exam center because they know he's not going to teach those children. So if people that are supposed to stand out, school owners are buying into sources, some, some vigilators will even ask for it. They will just come in. They will do as if they are somewhere taking a nap. And children will be in exam hall and they are copying. Teachers will walk in there and say to them, just go and buy them Mr. Beats and off they go. The system we are running as well, the MDAs, M M MDAs, that's the ministry, department, and agencies that are running, that are that are stakeholders in examination, education, the, the government should also overhaul it so that the best can come out. Private schools, they have there's a private body that runs it. Even though let's assume the vigilators are doing wonderfully well, let's assume the school is doing wonderfully well, but somebody somewhere along the line who has come to, 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 to super, would I say supervise or inspect or whatever, they decide to say, I want, I want something. And when the school says that they are giving the person maybe something in terms of tra transport fee or other things, the school will justify that through by engaging in something like that. So you see, the system needs overhauling as far as I'm concerned. Now, after that, then the idea of punitive measure. You know, I will say something about uh, rewarding. There should be punitive measure also in place so that anyone that is guilty, that is found, if it's just one person for, 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 for a start, then people will know that indeed. Then, then those that may not be publicly, you know, announced, the government can also gazette it. Once something is gazetted, it becomes official that at a point in time, you cannot go to the other countries and misbehave. If you misbehave 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and you are there today, they will revisit it. Because why? It's already visited. So I think if you can do this, it will also help us. All these things, the, the, the institutions have been so much corrupted that if they have been checked, I believe that these children know that there's no way out than for them to study. It's because they know there's another way out. That's why now they don't study. They don't bother to read.
There was a case of a child in primary primary four. There, I think four. Yes, a nine-year-old child tearing paper and copying and then doing it in exam. They brought her to my office. Do you know that the mother almost sued me last week? I scolded the girl for doing that because I said that you know the what we stand in for. So I scolded the girl right in my office. The dad called me that is coming to beat me up for scolding the child. The mom later the next day, while I was on my way to one exam center, said. She's going to arrest the teacher that even announced that the girl uh, cheated in the exam. So I had to go to police station because they were already kind of intimidating me with their, with their calls. And I had to go and write a report in the police station last week to tell them that this is what happened. And I will not take it because they know. We say it's a meeting. We say it's a PTA. The parents know what I stand for. So why will a child do something bad? And you are threatening me that you are going to beat me up. You will take me. So I said I will be the first reporter. So I went to the police station, reported the lady I met, collected my number, told them that when they come to carry me, I should call her. She will come around to come and rescue me from their hands. And if she feels that she doesn't like the school, change your child from that school, take your child away to another place, then you let me be. So I think it's time. We let them know. But I was surprised. I even thought the girl would not come and finish the exam. She eventually came on Monday, and now they are bragging. I didn't say anything because they knew what the girl did was wrong. So if we stand on our ground, we, we make sure that they know we cannot take it. School authorities will not take it. Teachers are not buying into it. School proprietors, proprietors are not helping. Invigilators are also not going to. The children will read, they will study. But because they know there is always a way out, a route to escape, you can buy it, you can manipulate it, you can do it. That's why everybody is doing it. And that's why if we don't caution this act, it will continue. So I pray that God will help us because it's, the fire is already on the mountain. Lord, uh, we need to caution it so that it will stop. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ma. And thank you for the stand that you took, not tolerating any cheating behavior in your school and even standing up to the parents. Just joining us now is Mr. Anthony Ezeonyeka, a teacher from Anambra State. It's good to have you here. Can you recommend any innovative solution on how government bodies, educational institutions can address the, the issue of exam malpractice? Okay, yeah, exam malpractice practice from my own observation. It's more like it's more like a very loophole we have. We are having the educational sectors at the moment. So this examination of practice, I think actually the government has like a big role to play. Okay, let's start by talking about the enlightenment that is going to be given to students. And this enlightenment that is meant to be given to students, because if you check out this examination of practice of a thing, you see that it grows like the more the students increases in level of education. So if there are possibilities of maybe getting a better enlightenment programs to students, not at a later stage, but when they are still at the fundamental level of education, that is the primary level, even before they get to the secondary school level that we are taking care of them now. If all these enlightenment come to students, for them to know that, okay, you know when these brains are young, they tend to accumulate knowledge easier, and they tend to accumulate better things, and at that same velocity, accumulate the very bad ones. So just the way they are still at the younger levels, if this enlightenment can come to them, for them to see that examination of practice can never be the way forward. If it can come to them, for them to know that, okay, they can venture into the examination of our practices and maybe 
feel that they are making their ways and maybe when they get to a higher level, they expand the malpractice in a way that will now tend to feed them more. But if they are meant to know, like my major point is, if the government can let them know that from the fundamental level, it is just a loophole that jeopardizes the strategy of education. And if it starts from that fundamental level, obviously when they get to secondary school levels and university levels, it escalates. And when it escalates, it becomes a problem that minds or will be so impossible to call. So I feel the government should do everything possible to get a possible way of getting enlightenment of students, especially from the fundamental levels. So that before the humble have gotten up to secondary school levels and higher levels, they will know that this is not the way forward. And probably if they are giving, if they are going to be getting all these enlightenment, then they should be getting a better educational background. So that if the educational background, educational strategies and the modes of operation are giving them the opportunities to see that of course we can learn. And of course, we can do well without malpractices. Then you see that they will grow up to live by that and also use their strategies in curbing that of people coming from them. So I think all these practices are just what our government needs to help us out with. Thank you so much, Mr. Anthony. Like you mentioned about teaching children, not just from when they are older, but when they are actually young, which is what Stop of Nigeria is doing. We have the Catch Them Young initiative where we go to schools and we teach children anti-corruption education because we believe that when children are aware of anti-corruption, when they know what to do, how to act, how to shun corruption and why they need to promote integrity, then they can grow up to become the leaders that will act with integrity. But we also need the schools, we need the government to help us in integrating these education in school, which is why we are currently working with government stakeholders in the education sector to integrate anti-corruption education in primary schools, in secondary schools, so that they have this knowledge right from when they are young. Is when kids are young that their minds are still fresh is when you can mold them. Someone gave this example of when um, a stick is wet, you can you can bend it, but when it is dry, it's very hard. That same analogy can be applied to children. So at a, at a young age, they can learn about these values, integrity, honesty, fairness. All of these things are taught in anti-corruption education. But imagine when this child grows up without having any of these values and then what do you expect that child to become when the child is faced with temptation of cheating, just like how, um, just like what happens in schools or when the parent tells a child to sign up for a miracle center? I'll give you an example of a powerful story that we heard during our reflection session with stakeholders recently. So this child had been taught about anti-corruption education in her school. And she was writing an examination at home. Her mother told her that she should copy from her book so that she gets perfect answers. But guess what this child did? She refused. She told her mother, no, that that is wrong. She has been taught already that exam practice is wrong to shun corruption, and which is what she did. That lets us know that if children are being taught anti-corruption education from a young age, then they will grow up to be like citizens of integrity which is what we are hoping will come out of this podcast. When people listen to it, they can know that, okay, these are measures that we can take to curb examination malpractice. 
So Ma, as one of the recipients of the Integrity Certification Program, can you tell us how the program addresses the issue of exam practices and what measures have the program put in place to incentivize schools to adopt integrity measures? Thank you. The certification has really helped us because when I came with the certificate, I told my teachers this certificate is not only my effort. It's everyone's effort. We have to collaborate. We have to work together. We have to make sure that we produce the best. And we know we don't have a shortcut to make sure we have the best. So we have to be all on our toes. And because the teachers are on daily basis, being informed, you keep telling them during your meeting that this is what we stand for. We have anti-corruption week, we ask play, even during the graduation, we are awarding children that we had a lot of testimony of what they have been doing at home that shows that they are really learning to fight against corruption. So the certification has really made me to be careful, more careful, because if you are certified that you, you are not corrupt and anything that is shady is being found in your cupboard, it's not going to be, it's not good. So I try as much as possible to avoid any shady things. And schools around that knows and uh, heard about it has always been eager. How did you get there? How can we be like that? And even in meetings, we have been trying to tell them, you have to stand out. You have to make sure that your children are standing out for what is right, doing the right thing, integrity, standing out. So that has really helped us. And uh, I think uh, it makes others who want to emulate, want to do it right. And uh, I believe God that they will do more. And also we see that uh, the certification itself as a kind of reward for doing it right. So even if not monetary or whatever that we are giving, but a step up, always do it by calling us together, making sure that they uh, give us more information and how to guide us. That has really helped us to also guide the teachers and guide the children that we are tutoring. Uh, I will end up with this issue of uh, Moses. When Moses was picked out of water, was handed over to her mother to tutor. And uh, the lady said, take this child, tutor, train her for me, and I will pay you. So we see that in everything we are doing, God himself has a reward for us. These children are our children. They are handed over to us. They are like our biological children. We should see them as our own, not that because somebody brought this child to my school. That's why he's there, just a student. No. But we should see them as our own. And whatsoever I want my children to be is what I would desire others to be. I don't want to place that tomorrow because when that thing happened last week, I was telling someone, I said, the way this woman is acting, I hope it won't continue so that the day this child will be sentenced, I will be regretting that I have ever known her. Because if a child is being cautioned and you don't want that child to be cautioned, you don't want that child to be corrected, it will result later in life. So things that will not be controlled and maybe the mother will start to weep. It won't be like that uh, arm robber that asked the mother to come. I want to tell you something. And we were told that the ear was beating up, that you are the one that caused me this trouble. So I pray that our efforts will yield and uh, we will not relent because they are to drive against the tide. It's not easy to fight corruption, especially in this country where we are. It's not easy to fight corruption. Because the more you are doing it, some people will mock you. I, I was saying it the last meeting we had. Somebody in the association, well, what is this? The way he carries step up for head, as if it's the, it's the final everything. Integrity, integrity. I say, well, that's what I stand for. If you like, you mock me. If you like, you laugh at me. So we should make sure that even when they mock us, 
when they try to to look us down as if what we are doing is nothing we should continue because i know as time goes on these children will grow and they will become someone in future they will become leaders and they will stand up for what is right thank you you've heard valuable insights from our guest to cover examination malpractice, we need to start building a culture of integrity in our schools. And this measure does not exclude parents. Parents also need to be aware that to secure the future of your child, you must teach them the value of integrity by becoming integrity champions yourself. Government stakeholders in the education sector need to take the focus away from the reward you get when you score the highest in JAM and rather invest it in good educational practices, skill acquisition programs for our youth, and then look for innovative ways in which schools nationwide can adopt integrity measures in their practice. Examination of our practice won't go down easy. However, by improving ethical conduct amongst teachers, having transparent exam administration, code of conduct for students, parents, and staff, and even integrating anti-corruption education into the school curriculum, thereby empowering students to shun corruption, then we can achieve a long-term solution to curbing examination malpractice. A school is not just a learning place, it is a training ground, and children spend an estimated amount of six hours every day from Monday to Friday, and it could even be more, School owners can use that time to promote a culture of integrity so that we can raise a generation of upright citizens, leaders who act with integrity. We've come to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And to my special guest, Mrs. Basayo, Mr. Oni, and Mr. Anthony, thank you for your wonderful contributions. This podcast is available on all podcasting platforms. So please share, share, share. It's an opportunity and a privilege to add to the system to support Step Up Nigeria in, a, in ensuring that values are entrenched in our learners. Don't let, don't let us leave anybody behind. All children are important. Let's take them mm-hmm. together and we'll get there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Step Up, and uh, being always there to guide and to see that Corruption will not thrive in our nation. I pray that our efforts, as it continues this way, will surely manifest. And I know many will go out there and stand out, do it right. And our efforts will surely show that something has been sown into the life of these children. So I really want to thank you for being there for us. And uh, I pray that we have a better nation as time goes on. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's actually what it, at least by academic integrities and follow-ups, enlightenment, facilitations, and the rest of them. It's a very nice platform, and I'm so happy that something like this is always coming up, at least to make the society a better place to be and to make our academics a stronghold for a better tomorrow. You know, when time goes on, uh, practices and the rest of them, definitely the world will be a better place. At least all practices we put in, definitely things will turn out fine. So thank you so much. It's a very great opportunity and I'm glad. Did I mention that Step of Nigeria clocked five this month? Yes, wow. yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, we are five years old. So to stay updated on our activities at Step Up Nigeria, kindly follow us on Facebook at Step Up Nigeria, on LinkedIn at Step Up for Social Development and Empowerment in Nigeria, 
on Twitter and Instagram at step underscore up underscore Nigeria. We are also on TikTok at Step Up Nigeria TV and on YouTube at Step Up TV. Once again, I'm your host, Vanessa Emadi. Till next time, goodbye.